Welcome to High Heels in Politics with Mary Ann Christie. This is the podcast where current and future leaders discuss the issues facing us in Southwest Ohio and beyond. Here is Mary Ann Christie. Welcome, everyone. This is Pam Gross, and I am sitting in for Mary Ann Christie for High Heels in Politics. And we are sitting here with Mary Makeley Wolf. Mary, I want to ask you about your role as the Associate Director of the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation. Well, thank you for asking. I'm very excited about this new role. I have spent a number of years uh, in my life working in the not-for-profit realm and in working specifically in the area of mental health. That has been the focus of my undergraduate degree in psychology and a master's degree in counseling and gerontology, which is really the study of older adults. So I spent many years working with families around aging issues and doing in-home counseling for older adults. Fast forward, I worked on a drug-free coalition and actually helped get the federal funding for that drug-free coalition for the past six years in Claremont County and was approached to widen my horizon by coming to work for the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation. Suicide prevention is really a very, very important issue for me. I've had family and friends and coworkers over the years who have experienced a loss from suicide. I understand the importance of having resources, having, being able to do prevention because you actually can prevent suicide. We have to work. We have to talk. We have to set up our mental health system so it's responsive. We need to be able to have hard conversations with people when they're feeling down and not be afraid to ask hard questions. So what I'm doing right now is pretty exciting work. It's really an offshoot of the coalition work that I was doing under a drug-free community's funding to build a coalition that was working on the issue of underage drugs and alcohol with youth. Suicide prevention, we are working really across the lifespan because we have issues of suicide with youth, with folks in the middle, with our folks who are older. So suicide touches all age groups, all socioeconomic um, areas, all ethnicities. There is no person that is really immune to having a bad time or having some things happen to them or suffering from trauma and actually not knowing how to deal with it. So my role at the moment as the associate director is really picking up building those ground level suicide prevention coalitions. Mm -hmm. So coalition building is about bringing a community together around an issue, having them look at what are your local conditions? What is going on in your community? What is your data in that community look like? You know, are you having issues with your young people? We have a lot of issues with our men. Our men have access to lethal means. And that is a really, so when you're having a bad day, and there's lethal means available, there's no second guessing if you decide to make a decision to end your life. We are working very hard with communities to really identify what do we need to do to build some capacity in our community to reach out to to people, to make sure that we train people in different arenas. 
So some of the wonderful work that the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation has been doing is really building the capacity of these coalitions. So we're teaching them, how do you engage people? How do you run a meeting? How do you create infrastructure? How do you fundraise? How do you then reach out and train your community, your first responders? Do you need to be doing something in your school districts? There's any number of wonderful evidence-based prevention that is available for young people. Off the top is going to be Sources of Strength, which is a brand new to Ohio uh, suicide prevention evidence-based curricula that is really focused on one thing, building resiliency. So many times when we're dealing with suicidal issues with our kids, we're intervening when there's been an issue or people are talking about it. But imagine if we went way upstream and we actually started working on what we call universal primary prevention, where what we focus on is teaching kids, hey, there's like eight sections of your life and what are you doing for your physical health and what are you doing for this and how can we help build a community that supports you in doing that? Using adult mentors as well as part of that team, having a community, and then doing positive norms messaging. So what do I mean by positive norms? Instead of saying to kids, don't do this and don't do that, we say, do this, do that. And that's what we're focused on, the strengths the kids have, because trust me, they do. Some of them, it's just harder to find initially, but there is a lot of strengths. We also are working on a program that was launched a couple of years ago, and we're kind of relaunching it called Be Present. The Be Present campaign also focuses on being able to build peer-to-peer groups where people are supporting each other, where we're teaching young people how to be supportive. If somebody, one of your friends is having a hard time, what can you do to be supportive? What might you need to be looking for? So we might do some... Another program called Question, Persuade, Refer, which is QPR training that can be done with young people. It can be done with anyone. takes about an hour and a half. And we practice asking the hard question, do you want to kill yourself? You have to be able to have those conversations with people and do it in a way that doesn't scare that person or ask it like, oh, do you want to hurt yourself? Like you're afraid that you don't want to really know the answer. Because in order to really help someone who is having what we call suicidal ideation, we have to be able to talk. We have to not be afraid of the conversation that we might need to have. We also do a program called Working Minds, which is suicide prevention for the workplace. And there's a whole program, about a two-hour program, that any business can have come to their business and do a, a program, which is really amazing. We have a carve-out for our veterans. We have a veteran who is retired and is doing a lot of outreach and training. With We do mental health first aid, which, again, is a wonderful program that teaches people, really, we need a, like CPR, we've always had for physical health. We need mental health first aid or an algae plan for our mental behavioral health. We are working on just building that infrastructure to make sure that on the prevention side, on the intervention side, when people need treatment, and then something called postvention, which is really what do we do 
after somebody has either been hospitalized or has gone through something, what are we doing to make sure that that person is bolstered enough when they go back out in that world that really got them the first time that we're able to help them be connected, know when they're feeling vulnerable and know what to do to reach out. We are a very small but mighty group of folks. There is only about six staff and we are really focused right now on the capital budget. And in that respect, we do a lot of advocacy because we want suicide prevention to be a very important component in how we're responding to mental health crisis. In 2020, the state had written their very first suicide prevention plan. So it's a work plan that's, got, that's being worked on over the next two years to really build that infrastructure to do suicide prevention work at the state level, at the local level. But we have woefully been behind on being able to do that. So OSPF helped convene the group, and we're working on multiple areas and strategies to really, again, we're trying to build as many warriors who can help prevent this from happening people that can work on mobile crisis, understand how you help somebody who is is having a hard time. What do we need to do? And what are those clues? Because in 95% of the cases, there are things that if we had seen them and understood what those signs and symptoms were, we might have been able to do some intervention. Not in every case, because there is always going to be situations where nobody saw what was going on, or that person really just never did communicate this desire that they had. I'm extremely proud of Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation, what we're planning to do to build that infrastructure. But that postvention is an area where we just don't have enough people. We need support groups for people who have gone through this horrific situation. We're really good with mobile crisis to reach out to our kids in schools when things like this happen. But there really isn't a lot of anything else that happens. Sometimes workplaces respond, you know, they'll ask mobile crisis to come. But once a mobile crisis comes, it's kind of like how we feel when we've lost a loved one. When that initial loss happens, we all kind of jump in there. And then there's that pulling away that we don't, that person is kind of vulnerable. So we are really trying very hard to work with families, work with our legislature, work with our communities, and hopefully with this gigantic approach, be able to really impact people's lives. Well, Mary, it sounds to me like the foundation is really doing a great job because obviously this is something, mental health as Mm -hmm. well as the, the suicide, has been quite frankly, woefully ignored. Mm -hmm. I mean, many people of our generation, a lot of mental health issues and suicide issues, they were kind of not dealt with, they were kind of swept under the table, you know, swept under the under the uh, floorboards. And so I think this is something that is obviously great work, and obviously needs a terrific conversation. And I particularly love the fact that you said one of your points was that you tell kids, Instead of telling them don't do something, Mm -hmm. because we all know that kids, the moment you tell them not to do something, they're automatically going to do that. And Mm -hmm. so to turn that around and Mm -hmm. and to make it into something positive is important. And I know the pandemic 
has been very, very hard on kids. I think I was reading some kind of study the other day that, you know, suicide rates amongst children is just rising at an alarming rate. Mm -hmm. So I think it's wonderful what you're what you're doing there and all of the people who work at the foundation. And I really want to thank you for sharing that because I think that's really important. I think we also need to tell people that this is a great resource. So Absolutely. if you know someone or you yourself are having feelings that are suicidal, this is a wonderful place for you to contact. So, Well, we can certainly, we are not a call center, so okay. we don't have the capacity to immediately respond. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is get you to the national text line. There will soon be a rollout for a brand new 988. Okay. So we have 911. There's going to be a national effort for a 988 suicide hotline. There is a national text line as well that helps drive people down to the local level to get somebody talking to them so that they're able to work on whatever issue they're having at the moment. I think we've done a pretty good job in Ohio really understanding that we have to come at the problem from multiple windows. You know, we, yeah. we don't have that luxury of just this, there's only one way to do this. There yeah, really isn't. There isn't. You're right. And the beauty of coalitions are they can look at their community and decide, wow, I think we need to try this here because this is what's happening in our community. In Ohio, if you need help, you can call 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. Or you can text 4 Hope to 741741. Thank you again for telling us a little bit about the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation. And I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you, Pam. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And this is a pro- High Heels in Politics is a production of Ion Community. And I am Pam Gross sitting in for Marianne Christie. High Heels and Politics with Marianne Christie is produced and engineered by Ion Community. Music by Sharad Sate. Subscribe and listen wherever you find your podcasts.